Hey everybody, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome for another episode of Every Damn Day. Today we've got one of the fledgling OGs from way, way back. Mr. Bilal is here with us. How you doing today, Bilal? I'm doing pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Six the last couple of days, but finally getting over it. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I'm is it? Is it COVID? No, no thank God. God. One of my friends has got seasonal cold. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, you know, we tried to cancel this out this morning because you were feeling sick. And I was like, every damn day, you can't, you know, if it was skateboarding, you'd be up skating, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, every damn day. So you're also uh, the first one uh, uh, to hit a pipe when we're uh, getting ready to talk here. So... Good to see you're getting in the mood and uh, the cure-all, the medicine for everything. So uh, today, you know, we talked, uh, we talked before the show, we could talk about uh, Brillo, we could talk about crawl space, we could talk about uh, what it was like to get tear gassed by our uh, Lansing's finest. And we uh, we kind of s- settled on crawl space with a little of the other peppered in. So uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about crawl space and okay. whatever else you want. For sure. sure. So, so my end cool. um, I have a solo project by myself that's just called Grillo. Um, 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 super dark and dead food. <coughs> But um, I'm also in another project and art collective called Crawl Spaces. I started with Jackson Kalbaugh, who's another musician in the Lansing area and friend of mine. Um, he goes by Samurai Jackson and his own music project. Um, but we started Crawl Spaces first because we wanted to make a band together and make music. And then as we kept going with it, um, we realized that it's one, a lot more or a lot easier to get bigger projects and have more people working on it with you. And you have a lot more ideas to bounce off each other and more you can get out of each thing. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, But there's a lot more you can get out of every project you put into if you have more people all dedicated to a project working on it. And so we opened Crawl Spaces up from being just a band to more of an art collective to make better stuff for ourselves and to help our friends and the community and everything make their own art projects and get those off the ground and have more, what's this? I guess more hands to work on it with. Yeah. Well, do you use phrases like uh, "many hands make for light work" and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And we're and super we're fond of finding people with all sorts of backgrounds. Like um, me and Jackson were originally just musicians, right? Well, Jackson's also a model, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jackson was on the show. Uh, was it last week? Talking about oh. the uh, early education teacher. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He was also a teacher for uh, little kids. Yeah. I know you love that job. Yeah. Um, but, that ties, but yeah, um, we had Jackson with that kind of background. We have we had this guy, Nathan, who was in Crawl Space with us for a little bit. And 
works now in like insurance, but is also a musician, but from like a whole different like genre and style background. Um, we have a friend, Emma Kaufman, who actually went to, uh, what is, uh, Cronkite School of Journalism in Phoenix for uh, journalism and visual media. That works with us now and helps us. She helped us film all of the music videos we did um, and all of the editing and all of that stuff. Um, there's Talia that's in Crawl Spaces now, uh, who her family is from Haiti? That's right. It's Haiti. Yeah. Oh my God. I always confuse it with somewhere else. I feel really bad every single time I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I know she was from Florida. I'm not too well versed on what she got into in Florida. But now she's here and learning how to sing and helping us with all of that other stuff. She knows a lot more about marketing than I do, than Jackson. Um, and so we've got like that coming to the table now too. And we're working on working with Marshall in the future, who's just creatively my icon. I love, I love them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, the, you know, at the Fledge, we always say that that diversity and that number of people give us a, a bigger brain. It brings more skill sets to the table. It, it brings oh, even new words to the table, right? Um, oh, I remember you and I sat out on the porch talking to Talia for a while about Haiti and all of that, and she taught us yeah. some good lessons. Um, that was oh, a yeah, good. Yeah. That was a fun time. Uh, well, well, maybe I have to have her on here to talk about Haiti with me. Oh, you um, definitely should get her on here at some yeah. point. Yeah. I know she would be on here as well. So uh, you talked about uh, when we were talking about what to talk about today. Um, you said you're uh, you you brought up being a pacifist. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. I recently. Yeah. So, so let me, let me take, take a step, step back, back and say, say I was not I was always, always a pacifist. pacifist. I, started I started off definitely non-violent, non but I would not stray from violence if that's the situation I was put in. And then as I got older, primarily towards the end of high school and when I turned 18 and it became more of a legal problem, I decided that pacifism is probably the better way to go just because you're getting less legal trouble and all of that kind of stuff. But in recent times, with everything going on with the election, with Trump, with neo-Nazism on the rise, and all of that good stuff, uh, I would say I'm being reminded that pacifism is only valid situational. Um, because, like, there are just some problems that I don't think can be fixed in the pacifistic group if it gets to a certain point. Um, like, for example, like, Two kids, Two kids arguing in the schoolyard school about, about like, like some, some like like a swing or something. Like obviously you can talk that out, but like like who in their right mind would have told the slave or the Jew that at any point they shouldn't have fought back? You know, and looping back to the Haiti thing, actually, they, um, Haitian people were the first to have a successful slave revolt and build a um, society for themselves after that uh, whole slave trade thing, kind of extremely um, marginalized them. Yes. And so with seeing what's going on now, it's it's hard to say that no one should act out or act non-peacefully, non I guess. Um, because like it's just up, up to a certain point, yes, like violence is not necessary, but after a certain point, it is the only option we have 
Otherwise, you would be swept under the rug with everything else that you're trying to try out. Um, and that's just not going to get anybody anywhere. You know, I was, a, I was a wrestler for a long time, and I try to imagine being, uh, have my breath cut off for eight minutes. I mean, uh, an Olympic wrestling uh, match is six minutes. So eight minutes of being without breath is, even to the most elite wrestler, would be very dramatic. And I I would not be able to control myself. I would be fighting that. Um, So if you had a pillow over my head, I would be fighting, right? Oh, absolutely. It's that same same continuum, right? Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, that's, it's interesting. And you, and you did, you know, uh, you got tear gassed in the, Lansing was one of the hundred cities to tear gas their citizens. Um, And you expressed yourself on the building. You wrote, uh, what'd you write on my building? Uh, There were a few things I wrote. I wrote, um, Defund, defund the police, the police and, and I don't remember if the word I used was refund or reinvest in communities. Uh, um, uh, you said uh, invest in black communities. Invest in black communities. That was the exact thing. Yeah. I know I spent a long time that day trying to make sure it sounds good. Uh, but the other thing I wrote were also a strong community does not cops. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's been uh, one of our, our cries in uh, – cries? That's not the right word. One of our rally calls – in uh, 99 problems but a pitch ain't one and oh, in every yeah. damn day uh, strong communities that's what we're trying to do we're trying to mm-hmm. solve the problems that are relevant to us right absolutely a truly strong community self-regulates that's the definition of it in my mind like a truly if I were to envision a perfect community that is the most harmonious it could be it's one where everyone feels completely comfortable and free to talk to and ask for assistance or advice from anyone else in that community. Um, if one person's falling short, someone else may be able to help them out um, and make a difference, um, and vice versa. It's, it's the extension of having a really close family unit with your community. Um, and a community like that, just like a family, uh, nine times out of 10 that is healthy, does not need an outside policing force to make sure that everyone treats everyone properly. If everyone cares about everyone in the first place, then everyone's going to want to treat them properly anyways because you want the same thing from those exact people. Uh, And that's kind of in a much more diluted way because we, Crawl Spaces is not saying we are the end all be all fixing all communities, but we try to strive for that same thing in the whole reaching out to our community, finding people of all kinds of backgrounds and whatever that want to get involved in any form of art that we can help them with. Um, we try to bring them in and help them with it and in turn help ourselves grow because we also want to learn as much about any type of art, put out as much as we can because we enjoy doing it. Those people get more opportunities and get to learn what they want to learn how to do what they want to do and get more experience in doing it. Yeah. Um, so, man, that's gonna. We're gonna come back to that probably when I ask you the question um, from our our uh, speaker yesterday. But what? Let, let's go along the lines of like crawl spaces and strengthening the communities. What's something that you do every damn day to move that needle forward? And we already know smoking pot's probably one of the things. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 
Uh, you can't use that as. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is something you do every damn day to keep it keep the needle moving forward? I try, I try to, to be super. super oh, why am I blanking on the words? It's because I'm smoking really hard. But I try to be super <laughs> supportive. There we go. Of uh, uh, every single artistic, artistic pursuit or passion, passion, anyone I, I bump into has. Like, like I cannot tell you. Tell you Especially, Especially at work, work, like how many, how many times I'll bump into somebody, somebody or I'll meet someone, someone and, I'll and I'll tell them that I'm an artist and they'll be like, oh, like, oh I really wish I could do art, but like, I'm not good enough or I don't have the time or blah, 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 blah. Um, and like the thing is like, you one, don't have to be good enough to monetize your art to do art. You can do art just like birds just sing songs and just like ants build anthills. Like it's just something people do. You don't have to be good at it. And, and second is I try to um, let them know, like, well, if you don't feel like you're good at it, and you at least want somewhere to be supported, like, I will help you. I will give you the support you need. We can figure this out together. Because in the same way that, like, it's really sad to look at someone who doesn't feel like they can ask for help when they need food or something, it's really sad to me to meet someone who feels like they can't do any form of art just because they're not good enough or they haven't started it when they were, like, six years old. Um, and likewise. So, so being supportive, being supportive uh, is definitely the number one thing I do every damn day. And the easiest thing anyone can do every damn day. Yeah, I love it. It's, uh, you know, we need, to, we need to build each other up. We need to, uh, what's the right word, make space for everybody too. Yes. I mean, there's so much abundance out there that we neglect to recognize and we try to fight over things not us but <laughs> communities and society in general yeah, um, yeah. i love what you do every damn day that oh, is you. you know building that up uh and making sure that message is out there because that expression you know if everyone doesn't participate in the expression then not everybody's going to be represented in the message that kind of rings through history absolutely um, so you know, I do shitty art. You see my shitty art all over the place. Um, I'll you see do some anything. of my old shitty art. Not all this <laughs> is great either. So, um, but I also like that you said, you know, you don't have to monetize it. it everything Absolutely. is not part of this capital system, right? Mm -hmm. Or capitalistic system. Uh, so, you know, yesterday I had uh, the guy's, uh, his name is Ehud, and he's from Israel, but he lives in Dayton, Ohio right now. And he is a, kind of a, yeah, kind of a holistic healer. And, you know, as we do every day, the person from yesterday asks you a question, and then you're going to ask the person for tomorrow a question. And his question to you is, what inspired you to be a musician or an artist or a non-pacifist, whatever, however you want to answer that? Um, what, inspired what inspired me to actually, actually formally start, start making music, music and art in any sense of the word is, honestly, it was not being able to find the art that I wanted to consume in my daily life. Because, like, I've technically been, like, playing various instruments since I was, I was like, six or eight, I think was my first guitar lesson. But I didn't really put a whole lot of energy into it. Like, it was just kind of something I did as a pastime, where... In the same way that, like, when I was that young, I also did, like, like um, I don't know, playing with Lincoln Logs as a pastime. Like, I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't hate it. It was just something I did when I felt like. 
Um, but I didn't actually start like settling down and make music and formally put stuff together and make full pieces until uh, three years ago. I was I had been looking for this genre of music that I had been like feeling like I like thought of these rhythms and been like, oh, there has to be like a genre that sounds even similar to what it is I'm thinking of, and I could not find it for the life of me. And so after a certain point, I gave up and I was like, you know what? If I want to hear it, I'm just going to have to make it myself, it seems like. And so I started actually sitting down and recording the music I was making, putting all the things I learned about music together after all that time. So it was technically out of necessity, but now I do it because like it's the most cathartic thing I can do. Um, and having that outlet for your emotions, as every artist will tell you, is extremely important. I, uh, I had the privilege of watching that, that transformation. Because when you were when you first came and was hanging around with me in Grand Ledge mm-hmm. at the old Fledge, you were doing the gaming club and oh, yeah, which yeah. was amazing by the way, and I wish you still did that. Thank you. Um, but it was really amazing. It was great. Um, and you had such a uh, I don't know, you had a good squad around you trying to push that needle forward too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But then when you got into music and you know I, I'll let you talk about the twins if you ever want to, um, <laughs> you know, but they were kind of around. Um, you still there with me? Yeah, yeah, I still hear you. I just lost, uh, uh, just lost a little something. Hello, hello. But um, they, uh, I got to find an audio because my power just went out in part of the things. Um, huh. Huh. So you cannot Can hear you me. keep talking for me, though? Hello, hello, it says my mic is working, so I'm assuming it's on your end. I don't actually know. But we're going to figure it out, and I'm going to keep saying words until we fix it. Say words until yeah. we hello. fix it. Hello. Ah, there we go. Hello. Ah, there we go. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. All right. I'm just on the YouTube channel instead. On YouTube. All right. So that's what we do. We keep working, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, my... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We figured it out. My camera's out, too? Uh, yeah. I think it turned it off there. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, what we were... Oh, it turned itself off because of that. There we go. Perfect. Thanks. Now we're back. Um, we would have canceled the show uh, last week because I didn't know how to handle it, but <laughs> now we just have to deal with it. So We just roll with it. We will roll with it. Mm. Um, sorry though, I forgot okay. sort of where we were at. We were um, t- talking, talking about, about the twin being around, around for, my for my transition in art. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, kind of going from that tech world to the artist world and... Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Because when I first met the twins, I like I did make music and stuff here and there, but I mo- mostly, if you asked me at the time, I would have said I hated it. I would have said I didn't think it was necessary for me to do it because I know there are other artists out there and I'll just have them do it, and I'll handle my programming stuff and deal with math forever. Yeah. Um, and then I met the twins, and the only thing they wanted to do all the time was make art of any kind. And at first, that was really annoying me because I didn't like making art, but I also really liked hanging out with them. So I thought, eh, I might as well make something if I'm going to sit here with them while they draw for four hours. I might as well draw something too. And eventually, after enough um, supportiveness from them, uh, it was a huge factor. I eventually let myself get into it and found out that I actually loved making art. So 
here I am now, a dedicated artist. So uh, this sort of leads us into tomorrow's guest is uh, Claude with Claude Designs. And uh, they are a, a graphic artist um, and uh, among other things, so all kinds of different art. If you could, or what, what question can I pass on to Claude um, coming from you? Okay. okay. Uh, my, uh, my question, question would, be, would be, so... Let me think of a good way to win this one second. I know exactly what it was, though. Um, what is it, for what purpose do you make art? Like, I answered why I make art for me, but why do you make art and put it out there? What purpose is it going to fulfill, and why do you think it's important? So, uh, you know, I've got to ask you that question again, but you've mm -hmm. sort of answered it. Mm -hmm. um, as we led up to this, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you: For what purpose do you make art? For what you know, um, mm -hmm. whether that's music or whatever expression that you do. Mm -hmm. Why don't you sum that uh, up for us, real quick? So, so I would I like, would to, like say, to say, if I had to organize this, what I said earlier, as the whole, I make art because, because it was something, something I couldn't, couldn't find. find. I would say I would that would be, like, the like reason, reason I make art, art, if we had to separate, and so that's, that's my reason personally, personally. and then I think I the purpose, purpose that I make my art and put it out and put, put time into that is because, because I think it's important, important one, to one, to build community, which is why I do crawl spaces and work with as many people as I can, but two, and the bigger reason, which is my whole theme behind Brillo, is that death and, and those, those kinds, kinds of negative, negative things associated with it do not need to be negative. And, and death, death in itself, itself as, like, a thing that happens over the course of time should be viewed at most neutrally. It's, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's absolutely necessary to anything that exists and for any story or likewise to have a full and complete end. Um, but the purpose I put it out, I put my art out, is to try and get people to feel a little bit more comfortable with death. And to realize that it's not just like this horrible thing that takes something away from us. It's a necessary part of building a story and building meaning around the thing in your life. Did you watch uh, uh, Death Cafe uh, with Megan's Every Damn Day? She did not yet, but I want to. She, uh, and death, she did Death Cafe this morning. Uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, but she's she's been uh, yeah she does it on like on Wednesdays at seven too. But that's kind of been an amazing. She's trying to uh, uh, create a, a creative dying center mm -hmm. and use uh, psychedelics and things like that to help people come to grips with the end of life and you know kind of has that same view. And this is interesting to me because you've never said that to me before. This right. I've just learned that. Um, so now um, things make a lot more sense with your yeah. music and your art. It took a lot of time to really build vocabulary for why I did it. Because initially it was just kind of like I had this feeling of like I need to do this. I have to put it out. I'll be able to figure out how to say why later. But now I feel like I'm doing a lot of kind of thought about it. I finally have the vocabulary to describe it. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. And I think it's... You know, we should put the message out there. We've had a loss in the east side this uh, past yes, week. 
um, with uh, somebody taking their life and you know we it's not the same thing you know it's not it's it's the natural cycle of things it's not the you know the premature termin termination um, so we want to make sure that everyone out there knows that we love you we're here for you we're here to build you up and if you need something reach out to someone um, so sorry didn't mean to derail us on that but no, yeah. it's an important very, subject uh, point to make is that um, Obviously, suicide is horrible. I don't think it's quite moral for anyone to take anyone else's life or anything like that. Um, but my point is rather that instead of fearing death in and of itself, it shouldn't, like, like sorry, let me back up. I feel like an easy way to say this is that, like, at a funeral, instead of crying just because that person has died, it's, I feel like it's, a lot larger of a gesture to cry through, through for the um, intensity that was their whole life and their whole story and being able to experience any or all of it that they could. In the same way that like, when you get to the end of a very powerful movie, you don't cry because the movie is over and you're watching the end credits. You're crying because you're realizing the entirety of what that whole story is telling. And whether or not someone uh, believes their story has meaning or anything like that beforehand, or uh, by the time they get to their death, there's still going to be a meaning that someone else is going to pull from it. Someone else is going to find uh, joy and lessons and all kinds of beautiful things in the story of someone's life. So that's more what I'm talking about. Yeah. So uh, it's been great having you on the show. I love all of your answers this is uh a lot of you've always been wise you know no matter uh what age you were um when i met you i know that you were quite young um but you've always has the wisdom about you um and i appreciate you uh fighting through your sickness and coming out on the show and thanks for being the first one to smoke weed on the show and uh, we will uh we'll be talking again so that concludes another episode of Every Damn Day. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tomorrow we've got 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one at 3 p.m. Uh, hopefully Bilal's coming back into that scene uh, yeah, sometime soon. Uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that. And everyone, I hope you have a great Saturday. And we'll see you tomorrow on Every Damn Day. See ya. And maybe on 99 problems. Take us out with a piece or something.